0: everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm Jenny. I'm a life coach. And today I want
1: to talk about toxic relationships. I have no outline for this video. Um, I don't know if I'm the right person to make it. But there's a lot of things that I feel like go unsaid. And so I'm going to attempt to say them. Um, and so I want to start off by just flagging all of this as my personal opinion. I'm not a mental health professional. I just have some lived experience with some of this stuff. Um, and I feel very passionate about it. So, so when I'm talking about toxic relationships here, I'm going to be mostly focusing on abusive relationships. Um, and there's all different kinds of abuse. There's verbal abuse, there's emotional abuse, um, and physical abuse, there's sexual
0: abuse. And one thing I have found in
1: pretty much everyone I know has experienced some kind of
0: um adverse experience growing up with, um, with the types
1: of people I cross paths with, with intuitive people um, who are very based in feeling. The pattern seems to be um, some kind of narcissistic abuse or some kind of codependency. Um, patterns. And narcissistic abuse doesn't necessarily mean abuse from a narcissist. Um, When you're talking about people who are abusive, I do think it's a spectrum. I think anybody can act abusive sometimes. The people who are Habitually abusive. Um, I feel most likely are suffering from addictions or some kind of um, mental health issue. And sometimes
0: that means narcissism, but not always. Um, and so a lot of
1: empaths find ourselves in toxic relationships, um, where there's codependency involved and
0: things like that. And it's tricky. There's a lot of stigma about abusive relationships.
1: It feels like society kind of has this message, like, Oh, I would never be in a I would never let someone get away with that. I would never fall for someone who's abusive. I would never find myself in that situation. Why don't you just leave? And it's not that simple.
0: One thing about abusive partners is they don't reveal their abuse right away.
1: Um It usually happens gradually over time. It's been called boiling the frog. You put a frog in a pot with cold water and you slowly turn the temperature up and the frog doesn't realize that it's boiling. So people find themselves um, as victims of extreme abuse because they've been very, very slowly desensitized to the most
0: extreme situations. Uh, And the other thing about about abusive relationships is people love to give advice
1: and it's really not helpful. So people who are in abusive relationships have been so disempowered. The trust they have in themselves has been severely injured. They are constantly being put down and believed to think that they don't know what's best. They don't know what they're doing. They're incompetent. And
0: when people give advice, in a way, I think you're... you're, you're, sending that same message that you don't trust them to know what's best
1: for them. It's sort of also taking their power away in a way. What helping someone in that situation looks like is really just helping them think through what their options are and empowering them to make their own decision. And I know that's hard because sometimes it's a safety issue. And again, you can be a safe place for that person to go, but when you give advice, it it kind of pushes that person away, it alienates them. They feel like they're going to be judged if they come to you uh, and they need to feel like they can come
0: to you with anything. So as hard as it is trying to not give advice, the other problem with abusive relationships is
1: people have a habit of taking sides and dehumanizing the abuser. And that also is gonna alienate the victim because a lot of empathic people, they know that that person isn't all bad. They see the good in that person. With abuse, usually abusers were abused themselves. So when children are abused, little girls have a much higher chance of ending up in abusive relationships. When little boys are abused, they have a much higher chance of becoming abusers. And for people who are empaths, we see those lost little boys in these men. And I want to stop myself here because it's not always a man uh, being violent against a woman. And I really feel for the men who find themselves in these situations because all the languages for women, a lot of the resources are for women. I want to encourage men to seek out resources. And try not to be discouraged if it feels like the resources are only for women. Some of them are, but not all of them. And women can be abusive too. I think it's less common for women, but I also think it's just underreported also because men just feel like there aren't resources or they're embarrassed to report it. So I think it's a combination. I do think it happens less often with women, but I don't think it's as little as we think it is. So, um, for the guys out there,
0: I don't want you to feel excluded. So statistically, little boys
1: who are abused are more likely to become abusers. And we see those lost little boys and we feel for them. And we can see all the pain that they're carrying around that's just looking for a place to go and it ends up being us so and and again the same with with the same with reversed genders so when you take sides and you dehumanize the abuser then that Victim feels like they can no longer trust you because you're not seeing the whole picture. You're making it more black and white than it is. That is still a human who is in pain and suffering. So that's
0: important. The thing that I would say to victims is it's not about you, it's not that you're not good enough. A lot of these people have developmentally damaged brains. A lot of these people, emotionally, are uh, developmentally are children.
1: That's the emotional capacity they have. And if you think about how children act, they act the worst with the people they trust the most. So that's why everything gets directed at you. They see the parent sometimes as all good and sometimes as all bad. So that's you, you as the favorite person get treated as all good or all bad. You're put up on a pedestal and then devalued the next day or hour. Everything
0: is a trigger. Everything is a trigger. Uh, Very impulsive, right?
1: So I just want people to not take it personally. I think it's very easy to internalize abuse. Like we deserve it or we're not good enough or if we were enough, then they would love us enough to stop. That's not how it works. These people need professional help to get better. You can be absolutely perfect human and it's not going to be enough to heal someone who hurts people. They need professional help
0: and they need to want it. Um, The best way you
1: can help Someone else heal someone that you love, right? Like, that's the other thing that gets ignored is like these victims love these people, and that love is real. And everyone tries to tell you that it's just a trauma bond. And while that can be part of it, if you grew up in a chaotic home, then chaos feels familiar, you don't see it as toxic, you don't see it as abusive, you don't see red flags when they feel familiar but that's not the whole story, right? Sometimes that's it. And you have your own healing work to do. So you're not seeking your nervous system, isn't seeking that chaos and that familiarity, but sometimes it is just love. And sometimes it is just a deep caring and concern for this person who is suffering. And it's, not just one or two things, there's 10 things that go into it. There's so many nuances that don't get addressed. And uh, I really want to encourage people to use the resources that are out there. I have been through many therapists and the best therapist I ever had just happened to be a domestic violence counselor. That is not how I ended up with her. I didn't find this out until later, but she was amazing. And I don't have a lot of experience with a lot of domestic violence resources, but the ones that I do have experience with, the people are always amazing. They do not judge. They do not tell you what to do. They just help you figure out what your options are. They listen. They don't give you advice. They don't make you feel like you need to make a decision, one way or the other. So, I hope that that's the general experience. And I want to encourage people to use the resources that are out there. These domestic violence resources—they're free. There's counselors that are free. They can help you get housing. There's classes. There's uh, help finding jobs. There's help relocating, there's help getting legal documents and legal aid. So they're just going to help you figure out what your options are and listen, they're not going to push you in any direction. Um, They shouldn't anyway, at least not in my experience. So just to continue from there with the codependency things empathic people, we kind of shoulder this responsibility in helping, helping these people heal. And the best way that you can help these people is to help yourself. And anything that you want of them is to go do that for yourself. If you want them to go to therapy, then you go to therapy, if you want them to go to a 12-step program, then go to Codependents Anonymous. And that feels really unfair, right? Because you probably are healthy and you're not abusing people. And why should you have to do all this stuff? But it, it's not really about them. It's about you. It's more of a self-care thing for you. And it's going to just empower you and strengthen you to do whatever you need to do to whether it's staying in your relationship or leaving, it's just going to give you all the tools and all this extra
0: strength to do whatever it is that you need and also keeping yourself
1: safe or letting them hit rock bottom or letting them go to jail. I want to encourage people to think of that as an act of love for them. Because we can't think of it as an act of love for ourselves. Like we're kind of martyrs in that way. So you can think of those things as an act of love for them. If they're on the self-destruction train and you're getting in the way, you're going to get hurt. And you don't know why they're choosing self-destruction, but that is what they are here on this earth. That is their mission right now. And you just have to honor that that is their mission. And you have to let them hit rock bottom because these people are trying to reach a decision point and you have to let them. And that decision point might be going to jail. It might be getting evicted. It might be crashing their car. So if you find resources for them. They have to be ready, willing, and able to change. Some people will accept help if you can kind of show them the map of where, where, how they can get to where they want to go. But some people aren't ready. So all you can do is show them the resources and then let them take it from there. And then get yourself safe that can also be an act of love for them, right? Because they might want to get better, but they might just not be capable of it. And the more that they hurt you, if you're talking about people who, who do have guilt and shame and empathy and guilt, that just keeps them stuck in the cycle, right? They lose control of their emotions. They hurt you. Then they're consumed by all this guilt and shame. Then they go back into avoidance that shame is triggering for people who have abuse, right? Say that shame is probably the same feeling they felt when they were getting abused as a child. So now that shame, that shame and how they've treated you triggers them all over again. And then they hurt you again. It's just, it's just this toxic cycle that just keeps repeating. So to break the cycle, you kind of have to get yourself out of that situation. And I feel so much for, you know, the moms and the people who, who are suffering financial abuse where he, he or she is controlling all the money or the, the parents, the dads and the moms who you have kids or a job that you can't leave or kids you can't uproot. It's so much harder to come up with a plan on how to get yourself out of that situation. And again, that's where the domestic
0: violence centers can help you figure something out, figure out a plan. But a lot of people don't leave until they see it as they
1: have to protect their kids or they see it as an act of love for the other person more than for themselves. Um, it's that martyr piece again. So, you can reframe it as an act of love. You are getting out of the way, you are breaking this pattern, this guilt pattern that they're reacting to. If you're keeping yourself safe, then you're taking a lot of that guilt trigger out of the situation for them. And a lot of these people, if
0: they change, if they change, they will not change until they have no other choice. Um, it's kind of, it kind of has to be selfish
1: when they start changing because they have still to learn empathy still. So it starts off with selfish reasons or they're forced to, they get their back against a wall. And then if they're able to heal, then they learn to have the empathy. And then they become the person who would have done it for you, but couldn't before. And I hope that makes sense. So the other thing I want to say is leaving these relationships, it just feels hopeless. You feel powerless. You feel like you're being robbed of what you want. You feel like you're being robbed of your choice because it feels like you get put in this impossible position of
0: you either have your choice is to keep yourself safe and abandon this person or support them and be in danger.
1: And that feels like a really, that feels like a lose-lose situation. And I just want to encourage people to look for the gray areas. You can support them from a safe distance. Um, And that's not all relationships. Some people will decide, I don't, this person has hurt me too much. I just want to leave. And that's fine. But you don't have to choose, right? You can just focus on you don't have to decide what's going to happen in the future. You don't have to guess what they're capable of. All you have to do is focus on the present and you don't have, don't you don't force more choices on yourself than you have to at, at once. So maybe you don't have to break up Maybe it's not between breaking up or protecting yourself. Maybe you can just go be long distance. And that's just one example. Everyone's situation is going to be different. I love just listening to people and then watching them just have these insights, see these paths that I couldn't even see but, you know, when people When you can get out of survival mode, that's the thing. When your nervous system is triggered, it's very hard for you to have insights. It's very hard for you to think clearly. So if you're in survival mode all the time and you can't think about what to do and you're in one of these situations, try to get yourself out of survival mode and just think as peacefully and clearly as you can. And then you're going to start to see options like that that weren't obvious before. And it's just so beautiful to watch people heal themselves and find these hidden alternatives and these pathways
0: and listen to their inner wisdom. And every situation is going to be different. There's
1: possibilities that I'm not even aware of that some amazing person is gonna figure out as, as being the best situation for them. So that's, that's another thing I wanna say. The people who have been in these abusive relationships are some of the most big hearted, strong, beautiful people I have ever met. Um, and that's why you get targeted is because you are amazing. It's not because you deserve it. It's because you are amazing, and th- those people are trying to control you and own you um, and cling to you because you are because you are amazing. So I do just want to say that also. And I guess I'm kind of rambling here. I'm just saying what's coming to mind, this is very off the cuff, but I do feel very passionately about it. And I would love to listen uh, to anyone who is struggling with this. Uh, Please feel free to contact me. I would love to hear from you. Um, I would love to just listen. And if anybody has any comments, or if I got something wrong, I welcome your feedback too. So
0: thanks for listening, everybody, and have a great rest of your week. Bye.